Workers at one of downtown Cleveland's largest employers are worried that their jobs will move south. Mike DeWine still is not executing anyone, and a 31-year-old woman told Cleveland police a harrowing tale of four years in captivity in Kuwait. It's Monday, October 28th, and this is The Wake Up from Cleveland.com. I'm Chris Quinn. About 100 jobs at the Defense Finance and Accounting Service office in Cleveland will be transferred to the U.S. Navy in 2021 as part of a new payroll system for Navy employees. While a spokesman said no one in Cleveland will lose their jobs, workers worry the new payroll program will eventually transfer more jobs from Cleveland to a base in Millington, Tennessee that handles naval personnel and support functions. Workers at Cleveland's DFAS facility currently process active duty and reserve pay for the Navy and Marine Corps, as well as military retiree and annuitant pay for the Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force. They are headquartered in the Anthony J. Celebrese Federal Building and the North Point Building downtown. More than 2,000 people work for DFAS in Cleveland. Governor Mike DeWine is careful in how he answers questions about his position on the death penalty, but his actions so far are clear. No one is being executed on his watch. The latest development has DeWine indicating he will delay yet another upcoming execution, again citing problems with finding lethal injection drugs. DeWine told Cleveland.com that it is highly unlikely that the execution of murderer James Galen Hanna will proceed as planned on December 11th. A 31-year-old woman from Africa is in a safe place in Cleveland after telling police she was sold to a family in Kuwait four years ago and has been captive ever since. Her captors forced her to care for a sick and elderly relative, and the family traveled to Cleveland August 12th so the relative could be treated at the Cleveland Clinic. In Cleveland, the woman said her captors locked her in an apartment, but she escaped and contacted police, telling officers she feared she would be killed if returned to Kuwait or to her family in Africa. Police are investigating, and the Rape Crisis Center found a place where the woman can stay. Passengers who ride the health line in Cleveland have to enter the buses through one door, wind their way to the front of the bus, and show proof of payment to the operators, which transit advocates say is just silly. They are calling on the Greater Cleveland Regional Transit Authority to change the system, which they say causes needless delays and discourages people from riding. RTA officials say they will give the issue a good look to see if there is a better way. Two men were killed and two people were seriously hurt early Sunday after coming into contact with live power lines downed in a crash. Ohio State troopers believe alcohol was involved in that crash at 3 a.m. Sunday on Sprague Road, west of Ohio 252. After the car crashed, snapping a utility pole in half, the driver and his passenger left the car and were crossing the road when they touched the live lines. Two other people who tried to help also came into contact with the lines, but they were not killed. This weekend was not the best for viewing it, but nature has been giving us a pretty spectacular fall. Cleveland.com's Dave Pekowitz has put together a gallery of photos, which you can find at tinyurl.com slash colorfulcle. For updates on the stories we've talked about here or for the latest news, visit cleveland.com. 
We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of The Wake Up. 